Yo, what's going on, y'all? New week, new heat. I'm popping the dip. We back. People I don't own this music. I just talk that Guapanese, that's my language. I just put some Cartier's on my main bitch. I just put some Valentino on my main hoe. So what's going on, y'all? Just a quick hit. Nothing too serious. We outside again. Couple but we back though. New vibe. Same guy. Support. Subscribe. Share. Where we get your podcast from? Popular dip. Like I said, I don't own this music, people. Alright y'all Let's see What's been going on since I've been away We got all this Shit in the media No P&B Rest in peace Sad You know what I mean Like the kid lost The young man lost his life for nothing Jews, And then you find out it was a father and son Involved in the robbery like, I don't know the story. I just know, like, we got to do better as a people. Just killing each other for material shit that you ain't going to get the full value for it. Like, I was looking at an interview the other day, and it was like, yeah, you know, you robbed somebody of a $100,000 jewelry. Where you going to take it to bust it down at? You're going to bust it down, they're going to get, like, five or ten grand. Then, depending on what you do to get the jury, like, you got to watch it back. Probably running from the people, the cops, or whatever. And it's just crazy. I was looking at how they were blaming uh social media was saying, hey, maybe his uh girl lined them up. Highly doubt that. You know what I mean? It's like we just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Anybody that know about anywhere, not just LA, anywhere. You get caught slipping, Brooklyn, LA, Chicago, shit happens. But why does that happen? We don't ask ourselves that question. Like, does a white guy need to check in? Why white people, tourists, they don't check in. I see white people in the hood all the time. They don't call nobody and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be in Brooklyn today. Watch my back. Oh, it's safe for me to travel. It's only in the hood, all hoods. We worry about dumb shit like that. And I don't agree with a lot of things that uh, certain people I listen to or talk to say about that. But this one thing I do agree, like Charleston White, he's an ass, you know, he has a lot of points, but he also got an asshole way about doing things. Even with him in the news uh, going back and forth with T.I.'s son. And I have to agree, T.I. has a fucked up son. His son, King, is always in some shit. He's a privileged kid that runs around and does what the fuck you want. And I don't know if T.I.'s a rat, you know, people say he was, he did, he's an op, he cooperates with the law, probably does, I don't know. I ain't one to know the business or dealings or whatever. But his son staying some shit. Like, it's a fact of life. Like, every time you turn around, every couple months, this light-skinned kid is in some shit. But T.I. did what he did as a father to jump in. And I mean, and, and, and tell Charleston, yo, if you got something to say about my son, get at me. Even though the kid's 18, still this kid. He'll be a dummy not to a fucked up father in the eyes of most. Not to say anything. You know, he probably chastised him behind closed doors. I don't know. We don't know the inner dealings of their 
situation. But the little motherfucker is always in something. I ain't gonna lie. Take that, take that. All the time. So clearly it's a disconnect. But again, that goes back to us as a community. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Men are making decisions, you know, like the 50 cent shit. All this stuff is relative, man. It's like he's going back and forth with his son. His son saying $6,700 is not enough for him to live off. <laughs> I don't think that adult needs that much money from, a, you know, their father. Like, you're an adult. Now, I get it. Some people want to live a certain lifestyle. Like, the kid got a lot of furs and you know he's driving exotic cars don't know if he own them probably leases whatever but he's 50 son and everybody knows him like looks just like him so i get it like find a like a, a a balance to where you're able to support yourself because again me someone that we what that was on child support for like 17 years I understand, like you hit a, you get to a certain point, you're like, wait a minute, this person is an adult. And I supported my daughter till she was 21. And I was like, listen, didn't mind doing it, but you're looking at it like, all right, X amount of dollars is going out your home into another person's home. And uh, maybe the kid is benefiting from it, maybe the kid isn't. I know in my case, you know, I ain't taking no shots, but I am. When uh, mine's turned 21, her mother moved. She dipped, moved to another state, left the 21-year-old here, and she called me like, yo, I'm moving. She's not coming with me, you know, uh, whatever, whatever. So I asked my daughter at the time, who was 21, I said, uh, remember all the times I was telling you, like the money you was getting, I was sending to you monthly, whatever, for the last 16, 17 years. No, you wanna know how much money that was? And she's like, how much? I was like, well over $100,000. And I said, all them times that you were asking her, saying, hey mom, you know, you know, I, you know, I need some money, whatever, whatever. I was like, you were getting it. And people be like, oh, but it's the money, you know, the mother has the child every day. Listen. That child support shit is rigged. It's stupid. Now, if you're telling me I had my daughter, right, and her mother was sending me a couple hundred dollars a month for 16, 17 years, I would have had to still take care of my child. She's in my care. When she's at my house, I don't call her mother and say, hey, send me some money over here because she need to eat and she want to go out with us or whatever. You take care of the child in your space. So... You're going to make sure that the child is good, regardless if the money come in or it doesn't. The lights still got to get paid, the, the, you know what I mean? Food, clothes, whatever, respectfully. It would be times during a relationship that her mother would call me and say, hey, why don't you get her a cell phone? And I'll laugh, like, you get a fucking cell phone. She's in your care. Or, or she'll say, like, put her on your phone bill. I'm like, fuck out of here. You have enough money coming in to where you could get her a phone bill, give her allowance and do whatever you see fit and she'd be like oh that's my money her mother said it all the time <laughs> so I was like yeah it's your money for her but 
let me get back to the topic. But it all it all comes together, you know, when you really think about it. It's just us as a culture. Like, we got a lot of fucking issues to work out, you know? We can't continue to kill each other and then scream about being killed. We can't continue to hate each other and then scream about being hated. What's the purpose of it? I want the world to respect me in a certain way, but then behind closed doors, we're not respecting each other. Not even behind closed doors, in front of the world. What's the movie Tales in the Hood when, uh, what's the guy? The guy that passed away from the Moesha show. Forgot his name. I, whatever his name is, y'all know what I'm talking about. When, uh, his part in the movie, when, uh, he was like going through that uh, desensitization, being desensitized to whatever he was doing. He was a killer in the hood or whatever, wilding out. And uh, the white guy asked him, he said, he was supposed to be like some racist dude. He said, hey, you on my team. And I was like, fuck out of here. No, I'm not. He goes, let me ask you a question. What are the colors of the people that you're killing? And he said, oh, shit, like. I'm killing black people. Like we're killing each other. Yes, police brutality happens. Black on black crime, white on white, red on red. But let's just focus on us. Like the PNB shit got to stop. The Nipsey Hustle shit got to stop. Yes, they are both victims. They're victims of hood politics. Thinking that uh, the wolves aren't hungry. The wolves are hungry. And this is my beef, my gripe with the situations. This man or these men were helping people survive. They young Dolph. They all help people make money and get out of adverse situations. And then it seems like the people that they didn't help or did or whatever, or people just viewed them in a certain light. And I know we use this frontal lobe shit, but we got to stop that shit, man. You know, about the frontal lobe not being fully developed. And it's just stop, like, especially with the uh, the P&B shit. Like, this was a kid that just threw his life away while his father sat in the car. Like, that's some dumb shit. Dumb. But this man sat in the car was the fucking getaway driver for his son Homicide. So, I mean, his father ain't shit. His father didn't learn shit. And it, it, it all goes at what I said with 50 and his son. These, we are black men crying out to each other for help. 50's a fucking troll. His son is a fucking troll. 50 was hurt. He didn't have a dad. 50 uh, wife or baby moms, whatever it is, she poisoned that young man's mind. Because 50 wasn't there enough because, you know, he was chasing the world. You chasing the bag is gonna happen. You know what I mean? You gotta find a balance. I know it's weird we say that, but let's be honest. Like his career was on a up. He wasn't available like that. So he was a check, just a check. So a lot of emotional time was missed. Shit. My daughter lived six miles away and I missed emotional time. Well, her mother didn't want me to see. Her mother didn't want her, um me to see her for a while, for a couple of years. So then when you start seeing the child or whatever you're missing, you're trying to fill in the gaps. Like, this, she went from being, let me see, my example, daughter was born 2000, in the beginning of 2000, 
the beginning of the two thousands, rather like two thousand, but like you know what I'm saying, and the middle of the year, rather. When uh, my daughter was like one, all the drama was starting. You know what I'm saying, he wasn't with each other. He was fighting, doing all types of shit. So, she got with a dude while my daughter was two. I'm doing my thing, ripping and running, whatever. And uh, it was fucking volatile. So it got to a point, I want to say, my daughter's two, so it's like 2002, 2003. I didn't see my daughter from 2002 to like two, consistently from like 2002 to like 2005. She's about five. Now, in between the 2002 and 2005, she's growing. She's growing from a two-year-old to a five-year-old. I'm going to court, mother missing dates, going to court, be missing, she missing dates, we try to come to agreement. I don't know where she lives, she lives out here. She's taking her to my uh, grandmother's house. People calling me like, yo, your daughter's over here. I'm like, oh shit, why nobody told me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have her number, she had my number. No way to communicate. But she was doing that intentionally because she was hurt. Because of whatever happened with us, her feelings spilled over into the relationship. Part of the sirens kind of loud, but it spilled over into the relationship. And it's a culture thing. She's always threatened me with child support. Me and my boy were like threatened with child support a lot. And I find that common. A lot of men that I talk to growing up and now went through the same shit. You know, some of us deserved it, you know, the child support shit, but a lot of us didn't. Some of us had women that wanted to work with us and we didn't understand. So again, it's not just me bashing women, it's, it's, it's bashing us as a whole. We don't take fucking accountability for shit. We create these situations with these children and, 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 and don't look at the end game of it. We don't look at what happens to the child. My baby mom's fucked up in the head emotionally. She had a lot of inner demons to deal with. I thought me being me and I could help her with that. But it's not my job. It's not my job to repair you as a person. I know that now in hindsight. I didn't know that as a kid. So, you know, I, I felt like, hey, you know, me being me and how grounded I am and was or whatever, that that shit could help her. But it didn't. It was just all you in water and we made a baby out of that shit. So I always say this to people when we talk about this. Who do you blame? You blame the person that built the computer or the person that bought the computer? Now, the person that built the computer knows every integral part of the computer. They put it together, the processing unit and all that. But if they uploaded it with a, a virus and then they distributed it out to the world. And every computer that you get is hit and miss with this virus. The person who designed the computer knows this, but they don't tell nobody. So you get the computer, you open it up, and it glitches, it's messed up. Got a virus. Is it your fault that you bought a default computer? No. And that's why I use that being a father a lot of times. You uh, have a child with a woman, and she's toxic. You're both toxic to a degree because no one's 100% non-toxic. We all got fucked up traits about us. So you have this child, you do whatever, and then... The mother feels away. She's like, man, you left me, so you're not going to see your child. Or she makes it difficult for you to see your child. Now, 
You could be a good guy and just fight, 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 fight. But eventually, you're going to lose. I'm talking about the courts. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to get tired. Like, you're going to waste so much time. And time is of the essence because you can't get it back. So the time spent, you never gain it back. So you go, you go to court, you do all that stuff. The system is not in your favor, especially when you're a man of color coming from a, a area, you know what I mean, of impoverishment. You're not expected to be there. So the system already looks at you like you're the bad guy. Take that, take that. So you, you got that strike against you already. You know what I mean? The judge nine times out of ten going to be a white male or a white female. And in my experience, if it's a white female, good fucking luck. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Them judges are some bitches. They talk to you anyway, anyhow. Man, it's just fucking disrespectful. After learning the law a little, you know, you know, you can request a different judge. I did that twice. Got a got a nice sister one time, got a cool brother another time. But my last time was some shit. And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Like she's 17, shit about to be a dub. It is what it is. But that's just my experiences. So just imagine people who don't have the understanding of the laws and how to maneuver within the system. And that's that starts. I'm talking about us, people. Yeah, my people. Like this 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 episode is about us. Like what the fuck are we doing? Like we got the Kanye saying that uh white lives matter. Them shits always matter. Our lives don't matter. Don't matter to each other, damn sure ain't gonna matter to them. So that's why people were enraged. But I don't support the asshole. I did an episode about Kanye last season or this season. He's a, a fucking twenty eighty person. 20% of the time he's saying something is some real understandable shit. But the 80% he's an asshole. He's a fucking asshole. Like, we got to start calling our assholes out. That's one thing I agree with Charleston White. He, he, when he's saying niggas and all that stuff, he's not talking about everybody. He's talking about a, a selective few that we need to talk about. And Kanye's one of them. And it's the shit I hate about him. People be like, oh, his mother died. People live, people die every day, B. People die every fucking day. You got to get over it. Oh, his mother passed and he, it was just emotional. So what? Mine's dead. People that listen to the show, people who have parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, brothers, people that they care about, they die. That's what happened. That's fucking life. Get over yourself. Go get some fucking help and deal with that shit. But the problem with Kanye, he want to be white. He want to be white so bad. But then he uses us, his people, as a crutch. And then he shits on us. So I would never buy a fucking Adidas Yeezy. Ever. So it was like, I'm the most comfortable shoe in the world. Because he's a fucking ass. And they'd be like, what's the difference between buying a Nike? And like, Listen. I expect the Nike maker to be that way because that's him. It is what it is. He is unapologetic himself. I don't expect him to be my brother because he's not. He's not my kinfolk. So his standards and Yeezy standards are different, even though people say, well, they're one and the same. Yeah, they are. But 
When you have a truck, when you have an issue at your house, you run to your neighbors or you go home. You take care of home first. You have to do that. And Kanye used us, his home, to perpetuate him to be the person he is today as far as the brand. The music, the brand. We bought his music. We go to the show. Everybody go to shows, but we the ones who solidified him. We are the seasoning to this motherfucking place, people. When are we going to realize that? Take that, take that. Without us, there is no vibe. There's no swag. There isn't anything. But when are we going to look in the mirror and say, with all our greatness that we have and that we give to the world, when are we going to curate it and keep it for ourselves and make us better? When are we going to stop looking for outside help? When are we going to stop looking for the guy in the sky to come down and change that shit for us? When are we going to do it? Because until then, we just fucked. I'm going to make money. You're going to plot on taking the money from me. I'm going to make money. I'm going to be jaded. But then I'm going to think everybody that looks like me is against me. Because we're not coming in our true selves. We're not being truthful with each other. We're not looking at our foundation. I'm, I'm looking at the black woman and how beautiful she is. And how over-sexualized she is. And not just by... Um, you know what I mean, media, because she's over-sexualizing herself. I'm, I'm watching the black man be emasculated. I talked about that all year. I'm watching him and his masculinity be used against him because he's just masculine. Oh, he's toxic. He's this, he's that. You know how much shit men eat? Chris Rock said it perfectly. Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. But men are loved by the condition that they provide. Whatever that they provide. That's a fucking fact. That if I'm not providing something to my family or to the world, society, I could be viewed as a piece of shit. And that's a fact. But when you say something like that, and this climate, with everything I just named and more I haven't, it's frowned upon. You ever ask a man that works two jobs, like, why the fuck does he do that? Like, who in their right mind wants to work 60 hours a week? That's what I've been doing. Why? To provide. The average man doesn't want to do that. Most non-average. Nobody really want to do that shit. But you have to. You got kids. You got bills. You got this. You got that. So you have to do it. You have to do it. Scary thing. I was uh, still on the same topic. But let's pivot a little. Scary thing. I was uh, talking to my wife about. Like women being single at uh, 50. And I was like, the value in a woman. I said, it's easier for a man to find a woman in his 50s, in his later days. You know what I mean? Because if he has a certain cachet about himself, he presents himself in a certain way. Like, he's still 
reputable. Like there are women that will take him. It will be old and young. It's harder for an older woman to do that shit. She's like, what the fuck you mean? No, it's not. I'm like, take that. Yes, it is. Think about it. Let's poll how many men want to fuck with a 53-year-old woman right now. And I'm talking about not just sleep with her. I'm talking about fuck with her. Deal with everything she's going through. Emotionally, physically, deal with her at the age of 53. There ain't going to be too many takers. There won't be too many. The term cougars usually refer to an old, older woman. Men call sugar daddies. There will be sugar daddies until the world ends. He may have a young woman that has daddy issues, whatever, that don't want to be with him. I know somebody personally that got like, what, 25, 30 years on a woman he with right now. Right now, he with her. That's his girl. I'm not saying this is a great situation, but there's a whole bunch of women out there like that with one kid in their early, mid-20s and will fuck with a 50-something, 40-something-year-old dude every day. Every fucking day. And that's a fact of life. And she's like, yeah, but that's disgusting. So? It's been going on since the beginning of time. And it's never going to stop. But does that happen when the shoe's on the other foot? When there's a woman and a man? It don't last too long. It's not often. I don't know, and I'm in my mid-40s. If a woman came up to me and she was 55 and tried to holler at me, even if she looked good, I wouldn't talk to her. Because she's old, and I'm getting up there. You're like, damn. I'm, like, you'll look at this, i like, I really lost it. This old-ass bag trying to get me. This grandma trying to get at me. Real shit. And I'm not saying... That to be mean, I'm just saying that to be factual. This is some real shit. So I asked, what do we do? So everything I just brought up today, it came from a place of being honest. And since I'm back, I just had to let y'all know. This shit needs to be fixed. What's our resolution with killing each other? What's our resolution with hating on each other, not helping What's our resolution by looking in the sky, waiting for this Jesus dude or God or whoever to come back and fix this shit? It ain't happening. So how do we fix what's broken? You know how we fix what's broken? Admit that it's broken and come up with ways to get better. But until we look in the mirror and start looking for outside help and picking each other up and adjusting each other crowns and holding people accountable for the shit they do in our community, you know what I'm saying? The only way that we get back to this shit is to take it back to where it originally started. Let's separate ourselves from the system and rebuild ourselves, then integrate within the system. Let's take it back to the 70s and 60s. You know what I mean? Like that, that unity we had, that unified front. Now we got educators, we got Billionaires, we got all these assets and resources that we need to come together and figure it out. Like my last closing, like I was talking at my part-time job with a younger dude, and he was like, yo, man, we are talking about hip-hop and music or whatever. So I asked him, I said, yo, why can't there be another No Limit? He was like, ah, you know, this, that, and the third, and da, 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 da. So I said, listen, 
Let me just answer that for you. We don't own the culture of hip-hop. We are the creators of it, but we don't own it. We don't depict the playlist. We don't depict any of that shit. We don't control the algorithm, as they say now. We influence it, you know. It's it's a reason why, like, Spotify have all these playlists and Apple and where we get your music from, where we get your podcast from. It's all synced. iHeart, all that shit. So you listen to a, a certain type of music, and if I'm a record label and I say, yo, I want to promote murder, death, kill music, right? I'm going to put that on all platforms, YouTube, TV, your phone, everywhere you go. I don't push that button. We don't push the button. We make the product, but we don't push the button. So the kid was like, nah, you have to understand um, this, that, and the third. I'm like, yo, bro, we do not control the culture. We, we make the shit hot. We created it, but we don't control the narratives where it goes. I said there will never be another Fight the Power song that reaches number one. Ever. And he was like, no, nah. I said, ever. Because they don't want you thinking like that. They don't want you moving on that frequency. So it's going to be spin the block, drill, kill, murder, death, shit. Everybody, dang, bang, 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 bang. This rapper died, this person dead, this chick bitch, this baby mama, that, that sliding. Like, all that shit. That's the shit you see here all the time. But the positive music, the good, soulful R&B, all that shit is dead. It's there. It's out. It's accessible. But you got to go looking for it. It's not going to fall in your lap like the murder, death, kill shit is. It's not. So the ignorance is constantly force-fed to you. If you ain't got nobody in the house that's filtering and catching that shit, you're fucked. If you're working 60 hours in a week and your mother's working 40 hours in a week and you got kids on their phones and watching everything, streaming and all that shit. And everywhere in your house basically has Wi-Fi spots, accessibility to where people, your kids get outside information from a tablet to a video game to a cell phone to a TV. They all have apps. So how is parents outside of the house a hundred and something hours a week monitoring what's going on? You could do it on your phone, but if you're at your desk or doing physical labor or walking it, running in between two jobs and having your own adult issues, health, whatever, how are you monitoring this shit? How are you doing it? Like I said, my solution, let's dial it back. Let's take it back to how the 60s and 70s was. Villages and everything. Actually, grandma. Family time. Building. Like, I'm about to get off this, y'all. Because it was just a quick hit. But think about this shit. Your kids are not close like you and your cousins were and aunts and uncles were. This generation is not close. They don't have any social skills with one another. They don't know each other. Know each other through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snap, whatever the fuck app they're using. Twitch, whatever they're using. They don't know, know each other. That social aspect is dead from the video games, movies. All that shit is dead. You don't have to go to movies no more. The movies come to your TV. You pay the same price. Get your popcorn, you sit down, watch a movie. You don't have to go outside. It's COVID shit. 
And I said this years ago to my lady. I was like, yo, they're going to make it a way that everything that you need outside, now it's coming inside. And it's going to be like that movie Saragans, uh pretty soon. Pretty soon. Might not in our lifetime, but the next 20, 30 years, you're going to have like an artificial intelligence linked up from your mind. They're starting the technology now, people. Catch up. Linked up to your mind to where the, the AI robot goes to do all the work and all the people are getting fat and lazy and fucked up because all they did was just hook up to the AI. And AI was out in the real world, Avatar. That shit is coming. I might not live to see it, but trust and believe it will happen. And when that happens, we really fucked. Because we already got diabetes, heart disease, and everything else that you can think about. Shows that we're eating poorly and we're not moving around enough. All these kids are fucking obese, got ADHD, something in the food too, people. Said that earlier this season as well. But I'm just leaving that here. This is my quick hit. Just remember, guys, support, subscribe, share, unpopular theory. Wherever you get your podcast from, we everywhere. And like I said again, we back, baby. Always support, man. Thanks for the love. Don't own the music, guys. Smoke to get his language.